we're back with another episode of Brick House, episode 174. Wow. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Happy New Year, Bob. Yeah, 2018. We made it. Bringing in the new year with our first pod of the year to discuss the future, mm. the future of the NBA. Oh, wow. There's not many people who can break down the future, but I think we're qualified enough. Yeah, we've been studying artificial intelligence and Sam Hankey for the past 36 hours. <laughs> yeah, for the past how many episodes, did you say? <laughs> 173 episodes before we get into you know years down the road from now mm -hmm. we got to check in with the ball family jeff goodman of espn went to lithuania to cover their first practice the big baller brand has gone completely international yes completely <laughs> lithuania specifically Jello, Mello, LeVar Ball all touched down in the Lithuanian airport. It was madness. I mm -hmm. saw some some video clips just at the baggage claim. All 10 people in the town were there. Yeah. <laughs> a Lithuanian reporter, female reporter, really stole the show at the press conference, the inaugural press conference with the guys. Mm -hmm. She asked out Jello Ball. Just doing it. Yeah, just asked if she would go. If, do you have a girlfriend? Would you like to go on a date? Hey, with Bob, her? do you think at, at that date, uh, LeAngelo will try and steal a kiss? Oh, <laughs> okay. Anyway. He probably came up to her afterwards, but with all the cameras on, he said, I'm just here to play basketball. Oh, well, yeah. He's no a, comment. He's a professional. Also, there was a Lithuanian journalist who's a Lakers fan. Mm -hmm. He wanted LeVar to sign his Lakers hat with the date when all three brothers would be together in L.A. He signed June 2020. LeVar said Jello will be a Laker this year, 2018, and Mello will get there two more years from now. I have no idea how to pronounce the team name that the, the ball boys play on. Vitatis? Vitatis? Prientis? Vientis? Barontis? Whatever their name is, <laughs> we should have predicted that they're already talking about changing the way that they play to accommodate the Ball brothers. And not just like the style of basketball, the team basketball that they play. Yeah. Well, what they're discussing is a new tournament where they're going to play five games in the arena of Vitatis or whatever it is. So normally they would travel around like a regular team does, you know, play a game here, play a game there. Right. No, they want to start a tournament. You know, they know now that in the Lithuanian league or whatever hell league it is, they've got the most attention. Sure. Why sell tickets in other teams' arenas? I really wonder how much ownership LeVar Ball has negotiated in the team for himself already. Yeah. Uh, and already on Amazon, if you're interested, they're making replica jerseys for the Ball boys. Really? Yeah, I, $99 I... only. There was a funny thing that happened this week. For a short time, if you Googled LeVar Ball's name, he came up as the NBA founder. <laughs> there was a glitch in Google this week. Google spokesperson said, clearly we dropped the ball. We're taking a timeout to huddle around the issue and expect to rebound soon. Touchdown. <laughs> Very tongue-in-cheek answer there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw just this morning that LeVar Ball is already calling for the head of head coach Luke Walton. Yep saying that the entire team's quit on him. He's too young to have their respect. Mm -hmm. That LeBron James definitely wants to come to the Lakers and play with Lonzo. Who wouldn't? I Who mean, wouldn't? Lonzo's better than LeBron, right? Fun fact, LeVar didn't even respect himself until he reached 45 years old. That's the cutoff of when LeVar respects someone. Yeah, he was too young before yeah. that. Yeah, he said LeBron wouldn't want to play for Walton either. Yeah, and that also makes it seem like the coach matters when LeBron is there. 
You right. know what I mean? <laughs> LeBron is the coach. Yeah. It probably makes sense that he would have a friend who's like, you know, not got a lot of clout in the league yet. <laughs> Ty Lue. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a new piece on Kyrie Irving by Jackie McMullen this week about Kyrie's departure from Cleveland. And I pulled some, uh, some of my favorite quotes from it. Kyrie did say leaving was inevitable. He could feel it. And we know Kyrie is really in tune with the uh, yeah. rhythms of the universe. <laughs> Today, when asked if he feels that James viewed him as a basketball equal, Irving answers, I don't know if he did or not, but I don't really care. I didn't lose any sleep over it. Nope. McMullen had a lot of teammates actually on the record talking about Kyrie. <laughs> there was only a few of them that were went unnamed. One of those former teammates said, Kai wasn't happy last year. He wasn't disruptive, but a little disconnected. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, disconnected from reality. <laughs> Channing Fry said, happiness comes and goes in the NBA. Kyrie had every right to do what he wanted. I think the exchange that stood out the most to me from the whole article was something that happened between Kyrie and Ty Lue about in the middle of the season last <clears throat> year. They had a rare practice, I guess. Cleveland doesn't practice all the time. It seems like most NBA teams don't practice that much. LeBron called a practice. LeBron called a practice, but Ty Lue uh, approached Kyrie and said, Kai, I want you to play a little faster. Why? Irving asked. Mm -hmm. Because if we play faster, we get shots off easier. To which Kyrie said, I don't need to play faster to get my shot off. I can do that anytime. Ty said, I'm not talking about your shot. I'm talking about RJ and JR. You know, talking Richard Jefferson, JR yeah, Smith. JR Smith, sure. We need to get those teammates involved. Kyrie said, Well, that's number 23's job. Oh. According to members of the Cavs organization who witnessed it, Lou ended the conversation just by walking away and shaking his head. <laughs> Sounds right. McMullen did ask Irving about this, and he says that he laments the fact that his conversation with Lou ended without a resolution. Quote, at that time, we probably had lost a few games. Lou's coming up to me and saying we got to play faster, and I probably wasn't willing to accept it at the time. So maybe I'd like a do-over on that. <laughs> he also revealed why he really asked for the trade. Maybe we've uh, discussed this before, but the rumor goes that in mid-June, shortly before the GM, David Griffin, left the Cavs, mm -hmm. they were exploring a three-way deal with Phoenix and Indiana that would have shipped Kyrie Irving and Channing Fry to the Suns and brought Eric Bledsoe and Paul George to Cleveland. The Suns eventually you know, resisted because they didn't want to trade Josh Jackson. Yeah. Uh, but Irving was really upset, assuming that because Bledsoe was involved, who is a clutch sports client, yeah. that LeBron James was the one orchestrating this deal. I think he's probably right. Probably 99% <laughs> right on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about this raw water craze that's going on? Raw water? Oh, boy. No, it's actually a thing that's sweeping silicon valley where it's raw water it's water bottled straight from the source not being purified or cleaned just with all it's just from the san francisco bay instead of, like natural spring water without being because giardia builds character I yeah okay. so, right so but if this is a thing that's happening and they're like if you're if you're really into health, raw water is the new thing. Meanwhile, doctors across the nation are like, no, it's not the new thing. Don't believe the hype. Is is Kyrie behind this raw water trend? Is this a new thing that we have to look into? It might be that these guys in Silicon Valley these days are just too young to remember playing the Oregon Trail. Yeah, because they drank a lot of raw water, and you know you wouldn't get to the West Coast with even half your family most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Dysentery. Yeah, that. that'll get you. 
Or the last thing about Kyrie, if anyone hasn't seen it yet, he's got a new Nike commercial that he's not only stars in, has flat world jokes, has Rob Gronkowski reading Sun Tzu quotes uh, and voiceover. Kyrie also directed. He's a renaissance man. <laughs> it's got a giant inflatable octopus, a tilt-a-whirl, a skateboarding halfpipe. Fake Isaiah Thomas. The Boston Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah. And at the very end of the commercial, Gronk is so impressed by how he not only dribbled uh, and scored on zero defenders, but then rewinded the tape and asked, how did you do it, Kyrie? What's he say, Matt? Plant-based diet. Plant-based diet. (laughs) Gronk looks pretty uh, confused by that, but maybe that's just his face. (laughs) I think that's a good chance. If you're going to have a bunch of these beliefs, you might as well be able to poke fun at yourself. I think he's just invested in lettuce futures. <laughs> so let's get into uh, some hard biting questions that, you know, cut to where our league is going, man. Speculators. We speculate any dealings of front offices, and we're damn good too. But you can't just say trades that might be. You gotta make the headlines to stand out. It's 2017. Speculators! We're living in a futuristic world back to the future 2 is already three years ago now and so we we prepared a list of questions to try and predict how how the nba will evolve over time our first question how will self-driving cars affect the nba i had trouble with this at first because i didn't know how many players actually drive themselves all right okay okay i mean i know they have cars and i know so obviously they drive but i don't know how often they drive themselves around if they get drivers or what they do but then i realized i was looking at it wrong way Bob. oh okay self-driving cars there'll be less drivers right and drivers obviously they get paid a little extra to keep secrets uh-huh but you never okay. know you never know what comes out with self-driving cars nba players will think their secrets are safe mm. but they won't be safe from the robots who will now know everything oh and become sentient and then blackmail the nba players Knowledge is that's, power. That's and what's going to happen. Is money because you can't pay off the robots like you can pay off the drivers. So the robots will have this information and hold it over the heads of the players. I think that's quite yeah. possible. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking Dwight Howard is going to be making a lot of new children in the back of oh, Uber yeah. well, SUVs. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I figured that the people who used to drive Uber, you know, when they're replaced with uh, with robots, maybe a few of them will keep their jobs, but they're just hosing off the back seats of these Uber cars, like in their, <laughs> you know, big Uber parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think whoever cleans up after, you know, Dwight Howard's baby making session will be confused at the amount of candy wrappers oh, yeah. that are left behind at the scene. But he's a sweet lover. He is. He is a sweet lover. <laughs> And he loves sweets. Matt, which player will retire early to become a full-time Bitcoin investor? It's got to be Kyrie. I, I, I said so, too. Yeah, that's, that's our guy. As someone who dabbles in the cryptocurrency markets, I hate you know poking fun saying that only crackpots uh-huh. become full-time <laughs> investors. But Kyrie, at some point in the near future, he, he's going to get bored with this whole NBA thing, and he's going to start looking into fake real money. Yeah, I can already hear Kyrie saying, "Currency is an illusion. We're all we've all chosen to accept, it, man." No, yeah, no, it makes <laughs> I'm a, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Stephen Hawking had a quote uh, a couple of years ago that artificial intelligence is an inevitability. 
in, right. our, in our scientific you know endeavors right yeah, now. Sure. And the fact that we're not preparing for what the implications of it on uh, on human race are, are are alarming to Mr. Hawking. He said it's like if the aliens contacted us and said, like, we'll be there in 20 years. And our response was, cool, we'll leave the light on. <laughs> you know, one man that's thinking about artificial intelligence for 59 minutes out of every hour that he tracks on his Fitbit watch. Is it our guy, Bob? It's Sam Hankey. It's Sam Hankey. Question for you, Matt. How will Sam Hankey incorporate artificial intelligence into his life? This is a trick question because I think he already is. Oh, I think he's like uh, Oscar Isaac in Ex Machina. Oh, okay, okay. So I think he has a secret, uh, I don't know what you call it, like robo base. Closet full of robot whores? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's uh, like... <laughs> Spoiler, the, right? It's like yeah, <laughs> a secret, the secret house out in the water, which uh-huh. is kind of buried by the overgrowth and the trees. And I think that's where he, I think that's where he's escaped to because he's already using artificial intelligence. Do you think he's slamming as many Dos Equis beers as Oscar Isaac in that movie? I, you know, I would like to think so. <laughs> Having little dance parties and Sam Hinkie, he would made a good replacement for the most interesting man in the world. Yeah, he already. Yeah, he doesn't always drink beer. <laughs> yeah. The better question would be, or maybe the one with a, a shorter answer would be, how will Sam Hinkie not use? AI? Oh, I, yeah. yeah, I like what you did there. This guy leaves no stone unturned. How many plies of toilet paper would make for the most efficient wipe? Let's ask the robot. (laughs) What's the best body temperature for Sam to exude the most confidence? What would Sam Hinkie's sentient robot butler be named, do you think? Oh, wow. Jeeves? Yeah. Process? Process, yeah, that's the one. I was thinking maybe it would be Chris Tapps, only because it's the one that got away, you know. Yes. Another man, one of our favorites on, on Brickhouse, who's, who's now a retired NBA player, Matt Barnes. Yeah. If he were to utilize artificial intelligence, how do you see that going down? Simple. Murder all of his enemies. <laughs> it's, a very, it's, sim, it's so perfect. Yeah. Of course, Matt Barnes would never murder anyone. No. His artificial intelligence on it, you can't control it. It has a mind of its own. Yep. If it wants to go off and murder, say, you know, Derek Fisher, for example. Just a random just guy. Just pick a random person. Yeah, that would, that's how it would happen. Have you ever seen the movie Chappie? No, I didn't actually see that. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I've seen the trailer. Right? <laughs> so you've basically seen it. It's the rappers from the South African group D'Antwerd. Right. And they meet a robot, mm-hmm. and they teach it to become a gangster. Now, this you've is, been to a few of their shows. Does this happen at their shows? They uh, they came out in prison garb uh, yeah. the first time I saw them and proceeded to strip down to their underwear by the end of the uh, the concert, which was pretty gangster. I don't yeah. They didn't have a gangster robot, though. But I imagine whatever that movie is like, you know, with the, the guys training the robot to be a gangster, that's about how Matt Barnes. <laughs> it, we were pretty in line here. <laughs> Kobe Bryant's another recently retired NBA player who's now made it his Kobe-like obsession to become an investing wizard. Right. What business move makes Kobe Bryant a multi-billionaire? There's one move that will make him a multi-billionaire straight away. Okay. And it's, I'm Kobe, remember me? I did great basketball. Give me money to do things. Uh-huh. That's that's where he's going to make his bones right away. That seems to be his MO Yeah, so no, that's <laughs> looking back on what we've kind of seen him do, it's kind of all based on... Remember me, I'm Kobe. 
Okay. Just well. by having people invest in Kobe. I think that uh, partnering with only puppets, too, is a great way to not really have to share the oh, profits. Yeah. <laughs> Unless. Yeah, you better make sure they're not artificial intelligence puppets. Well, Kobe is going to lobby hard to make sure that those those AI robots never have any rights. <laughs> I predict Kobe Bryant will become like the Daniel Plainview for alternative energy. That mm-hmm. was the Daniel Day-Lewis character in There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. Kobe wants no one else to succeed. Right. He sees the worst in people. <laughs> He puts up giant satellites to shade the sun from his competitors because Kobe is starting the solar energy empire. He mm-hmm. wants the solar monopoly. Right. He was always pretty dominant of the suns in his playing career, too. Oh, I don't know if that oh, helps. Oh, hurt. That's, it's cold, Bob. <laughs> I could see him clubbing some of his ex-teammates to death with a bowling <laughs> pin, too. Yeah. Probably drink a few milkshakes yeah. along the way. <laughs> What business move that Kobe could make would leave him an epic failure? Oh, man. This is a good one. You're going to like this, Bob. Uh-huh. Kobe food. Oh, no. Is it a steak? No, it's special Kobe food that is made up of will and determination, and it tastes terrible. <laughs> and bone broth? Basically, he just packages it, and he just says, this is will and determination. Give me money. I'm Kobe. <laughs> Bankruptcy. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think a business move of Kobe's that would really fail would be uh, starting a ski resort for women only in Colorado. Oh, man. <laughs> Join us next week on Brick House. Uh, back to the beginning, Matt. You know, the world kind of circles around. Uh, the NBA world revolves around uh, one man. His name's LeVar Ball. Right. When is he going to replace Luke Walton officially? It's a very timely question. As the head coach of the Lakers. Well, this is all about time and the future. Right. So I think what happens... Well, so there's two ways of thinking about this. Do we think LeBron will be there or not? You know, because I could see it would change if LeBron is there. But let's say LeBron is not there. Okay. I think Luke Walton has, through the 2018-2019 season, so he has the remainder of this year... Okay. And then he has one more year. That'll be three years. And three years seems to be the going rate of whether or not coaches are going to make it. I think Larry Bird called it the shelf life of any coach. Yeah. Three years. So what happens? Luke Walton gets fired at the end of the 2018-2019 season. LeVar gets hired July 4th, 2019. It's America's greatest celebration, Bob. Because it's the day uh, we became a nation. And the day then we fully became a nation... Uh-huh. With LeVar Ball. And a year from then, the the special edition shoes will be ready. Oh, those are going to be the great. freedom shoes. If he's truly a big baller, he'll have the special edition shoes ready for his, let's call it an inauguration. I don't want to say inauguration, <laughs> but we can call it inauguration as Lakers head coach. I think what would be funny to see is Rich Paul calling Rob Palenka and telling him, you know, LeBron James is going to be coming mm-hmm. to the Lakers, but only if LeVar Ball is first placed as head coach. Whoa. A few weeks later, after they put LeVar Ball in charge of the Lakers roster, Rich Paul releases an album of Jerky Boys style <laughs> prank calls. <laughs> nice. Another hit track would be when he told Nerlens Noel to take a $4 million contract with the Mavericks instead of $70 million. Oh, yeah. You're burnt, Noel. <laughs> uh, this is a favorite question of Bill Simmons to, to always gauge, like, who do we really have the most confidence in mm-hmm. in NBA players? And he likes to say, you know, 
if you could pick one guy to lead your team, Earthlings versus aliens for the fate of the world, yeah. who would it be? I took it a step further and, and put together a starting five of Earthlings versus aliens for 2018. If we were to put together a team today that yeah. we were you know, confident could beat the aliens for the freedom of mankind... Should we go uh, one by one? Sure. Maybe see, yeah. see who yeah, we agree go. on? Yeah. I mean, LeBron. LeBron. Right. Right. KD? No. You don't have KD? No. Okay. You got Steph? I have Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Anthony Davis. I have Anthony Davis. Okay. Bob. I got KD, and my last one was Lola Bunny. <laughs> okay. Lola. <laughs> nice. I don't know if you've seen Space Jam, but she's <laughs> yeah. pretty much the second yeah. best player on the team. Yeah. Well, all the, all, the, all the other ones are getting hit by anvils and slipping on things. Suckers. And, Walking into painted tunnels on mountainsides. <laughs> Who's your fifth or the I have last Harden. Two? Okay. And I have Porzingis. Ah. He's the Sean Bradley of uh... Yeah, well I thought he already kinda looks alien, so he uh <laughs> he might fool them into thinking he's one of them and get some extra passes. But... Okay. Well those are those are pretty good squads. A few more peeks into the crystal ball of the mm-hmm. NBA future, Matt. How do you think the NBA fan experience will change the most in the next 10 years? So gambling's coming. Oh, right. I'm excited about gambling, that. Gambling, we're going to have uh, we'll have in arena gambling, but we'll also have side gambling arenas where fans can play each other. Uh-uh, fun, yeah. like fantasy? Yeah, and well no, no, like actually play each other in basketball and gamble while they're watching other players play basketball. Oh. Yeah. So it's going to be interactive. I love it. I think VR, virtual reality, is going to play a big part in the way that we charge for content, not only in sports, but but all things going forward. You know, as more and more cord cutters are out there, you know, 3D movies kind of came and went. Not a fan. Entertainment industry is always looking for new ways to charge more, right? Right. Or in some cases, anything. (laughs) Napster. So so why sell only 18,000 tickets to an arena? And less than 100 courtside seats when you could sell 180,000 tickets to that arena or even a million virtual courtside seats. Yeah. Sports on TV are getting so good that people already have less less reason to go to the arena. It's true. High def, you know. So tell a college kid for 40 bucks. He can sit courtside for a Trey Young, Devin Booker, Suns, Western Conference Finals game, right? Oh, Trey Young and Devin Booker's on the same they're team. They're on the same team. Oh, this is great. I like this, where this is going. In this future, right? Yeah. Not only. They're, they're, he's sitting courtside. He also has a virtual girlfriend with him. Whoa. It could be anyone he wants. In fact, for an extra Bitcoin, <laughs> he could have sex with the virtual girlfriend on the sideline while watching the game. No repercussions. How much are Bitcoins in this? Bitcoins, they're probably about uh, you know, $100,000 oh, at this point. Oh, that's a lot. I actually, I ran into a friend of my wife uh, in the grocery store this mm-hmm. past week who started a virtual reality adult entertainment business. Really? Yeah, I read about her in the New York Times, and I saw her in the produce section, and you know, I've only met her a handful of times, but I approached her by saying, hey, I know you, and when she turned around kind of like slowly and bug-eyed, I realized like that was possibly the worst way to like sneak up on an adult film actress. It's, you know? it's no, uh, hey, Sam Hinkie. <laughs> yeah. You know, when she turned and you know, looked kind of uh, scared and, uh, yeah. and dismayed, I was like, no, no, I'm, you know, 
your friend's husband. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. A wave of relief yeah. washed over. So that's the future. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's uh, $40. You're sitting courtside. <laughs> yeah. So those last few questions were fun, uh, you know, fun speculation about how yeah. the NBA is going to go. But now we're really going to drop some knowledge mm -hmm. about the immediate future in our, our segment called Basically Nostradamus. Basically Nostradamus. We're going to examine a few players and tell you what's where they're going to be July 2018, six months from now. Okay. Starting with the king, mm -hmm. LeBron James. What's he doing in July this year? I mean, the smart money says Los Angeles, right? But I LeVar Ball says that. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not smart, Bob. Okay. I don't have smart money. Okay. So I'm saying Cleveland. I think there are a few things have to happen. They, LeBron's just not going to go there to be pushed around by the Ball family. But the Lakers will have to make it clear that it's LeBron's team, which they will. Why not just stay in Cleveland? Why not, the thing we've talked about this whole time, re-sign with basically an option to buy the franchise? I predict Cleveland as well for LeBron, yeah. another one-in-one -one contract. Yeah. I think he just loves tormenting Dan Gilbert. And like you said, that uh, the Lakers aren't going to give him any better chance to win. Yeah. But speaking of the Lakers, Paul George. Maybe the Lakers if they lose out on LeBron, but maybe the Clippers as well. Okay. I, I don't know if there's a chance he stays in Oklahoma City, but I would I, I'd say Dark Horse is the Clippers. I, th I think you're right. I think he's definitely yeah. going to Los Angeles. You know, and I think that we might just read too much into some of these guys sometimes. We might think right. of Paul George as a master manipulator mm -hmm. like LeBron James, when I don't think that's the case at all. I think Paul George is a pretty obvious guy, and he's going to make the obvious choice here. Yep. And when Magic signs him this summer, he'll say that Paul will be the greatest Laker of all time. Somewhere Kobe will silently break a pint glass in his bare hands yep. while staring at that video of Magic and George. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, Matt. What, I know he's still under contract, but what's he going to be up to July 2018? Yeah, I think he's going to sign an extension with Boston. Okay. I think he's going to stay with Boston. Will he be eligible? I guess so. Next year, you can get like that six-year mega deal, huh? Al Horford will have two years after, so they aren't. They won't be crushed by the cap. So I think he's going to stay. I think he's staying in Boston. They'll want him there. I think they'll really. He'll find the appreciation and love that he so desperately desires. And then twelve months later, Angel trade him. So that's how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely look like they have a bright future. The way the Lakers are playing right now, there's a good chance that the Celtics will get their pick. If it falls between two and five yeah. this year, they're getting that pick. That's crazy. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the release date for the Uncle Drew movie is June 29th, 2018. Whoa. Which means in July, Kyrie is going to be on top of the world. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you can get to the top of the world on the flat earth, but... <laughs> this movie has Nick Kroll. I know you like him. Is that for real? It has the TSA guy from Get Out, also all-star. Uh, Lil, Lil Rel? What's his name? I forget. I thought there was Henry in there somewhere, but I don't know. Cam Calloway's hot sister, M. Chuck, from Survivor's Remorse. Have you, have you seen that show? Nope. Well, she's hot. It's also got Shaq in old man makeup. Shaq in a fool? Is he Shaq in a fool? One in the same. Yeah, when Kyrie goes on press tour for this on late night shows and podcasts, you know he's going to be dropping some crazy new knowledge. Yeah. He's going to be revealing some, some new conspiracies. And I just can't wait. I can't wait for people to hand Kyrie microphones 
on uh, national television. <laughs> I'm looking for uh, some movie release dates to see what exactly it's going up against. Do we know what it's going up against that that weekend? Uh, I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy 4 and so, Wonder Woman 2 and everything that comes out in the summer. Sicario 2. Oh, that one looks pretty good, actually. And uh, Jurassic World will have come out the week before. The Incredibles 2 will be out that month. Deadpool 2 and Ocean's 8. Is that a female? So we don't think that this movie is necessarily going to buy Kyrie his uh, big parcel of land in Montana necessarily. Uh, No, maybe not. (laughs) I am excited. I hope it does well because I'd like to see a, a rejuvenation in basketball movies. Yeah. DeMarcus Cousins. Where is he going to be in six months, Matt? Oklahoma City. Oh. Yeah. I'm not expecting to say that. No, I think the New Orleans thing just isn't working out. I mean, actually, he's playing really well. Uh-huh. But for some reason, it's not It's not buzzing. Never count out Presti when it comes to making a splash. I think the Lakers, man. I don't think LeBron's coming to L.A. He's not teaming up with LeVar. Mm-hmm. Not after that jerky boys Paul, Rich Paul incident. George, Ingram, Cousins, Lonzo, Kuzma. Your 2018-2019 Lakers. George, Ingram, Cousins, Lonzo, Kuzma. That's right. Wow. The only thing that can make this July prediction wrong is Cousins may already be on the Lakers before the All-Star game this year, you know, if they trade for him. It's in L.A. It is in L.A. Yeah. Uh, Let's make one more prediction for a a basketball player, maybe not necessarily an NBA one. His Mm -hmm. name's Jell-O Ball. Yeah. I predict he makes the Lakers Summer League squad, Matt. Okay. LeVar willing it into existence, speaking it into existence. Lonzo plays in the Summer League, feeds his brother. The product isn't great, but every Lakers game is even more sold out and insane than last year. Mm -hmm. LeVar Ball starts entering arenas in crazier ways, like on horseback or rickshaw pulled by Luke Walton (laughs) lookalikes. It's going to be a circus. (laughs) You know, the the Lakers will see that Jello's about what they expected as a basketball player, but if they can charge more for those Lakers VR tickets, yeah. maybe they'll you know put him at the end of the bench. Yeah. Well, apparently now he's going to have a Lithuanian wife. I found out after that oh, press conference. Yeah. <laughs> he might do something because you know he's a rambunctious kid. He might do something to make her not too thrilled. Something might happen to where he loses favor in Lithuania, another country he's lost favor in. So the only place you can really send them is the arctic bob you oh, just have okay. to the <laughs> gonna send them out there and he will be scrubbed from the ball family they, he won't exist he'll luckily he really wasn't in ball in the family so he doesn't need to be scrubbed from that show he'll have a serious height advantage against the penguins in the mm-hmm. arctic league yeah all right last question matt maybe the most important one you have to pitch the next big thing to get hired by sam hinkey and listeners of Brickhouse out there, you know, we would like to get hired by Sam Hinkie. So if you have good ideas, send them in. How do we get Sam's attention? NBA clones. Okay, I'm listening. So <laughs> do I have you? <laughs> it's been my theory that the Patriots have been cloning their players for years. What they would do, ah. they will, uh, well, maybe like clones or maybe AI, sort of like a mix. Okay. What they'll do is they'll sign a player, the Patriots, who is who hasn't, really done much recently or like a a former player like give him one second run they take him after the press conference they go down to the basement of gillette stadium where they play football chain up the player make a clone ai mix ah so it looks exactly like him but then he plays much better than he has been so that's actually what you're seeing and you know 
maybe secretly the Spurs have been doing it. Like, LaMarcus Aldridge, there's something a little off about yeah. him this year. But Sam Hinkie's going to be – we need him to really break this out into the open. If there's one man that can make this a mainstream thing, Sam's it's our guy. Sam Hinkie. If I know Sam, he's so far ahead of me on the next big thing, I'm going to pitch him something from an 80-year-old book I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I reread recently. How to Win Friends and Influence People, Matt. Is yeah. that 80 years old? 80 years old this year, or last year. Dale Carnegie. Wow. One of its principles, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. Mm. Almost everything I've read from people who work with Sam and aren't named Colangelo describe him as a southern gentleman. Mm -hmm. When he traded Evan Turner, Hinky even drove him to the airport, and, and Evan was always appreciative of that. Wow. This is my, my pitch to Hinky. Make me, Bob Johnson, your media liaison. If we apply some of that hinky ingenuity into making the media feel like they're not being left in the dark, they won't come beating down your door with pitchforks. Or at least we can delay it for a little bit longer. I encourage Hinky to play around with this idea, and he should try to avoid being too literal. Instead of 13 pages, you know, telling us how you really feel... Maybe just throw an Arthur fist on Instagram, you know, <laughs> yeah. get people yeah. just writing their own narrative about how genius you are. Yeah. I don't know. Hit me up. Hinky at Brickhouse Pod. Hey, Sam Hinky. All right, Matt, let's uh, let's go through our diss of the weeks. Yo, mama is so fat. You know, last week we got such a great response from including a clever compliment in our diss of the week section. Right. We can't, we can't all be negative all the time. Clipper Daryl gave the clever compliment of the week. He's a, he's a guy who is so loud in the uh, Clippers arena. You can hear every word he says. He know, he picks his spots. He waits until the arena is really quiet and he yells this one out. This yeah. one, uh, this week during the Clippers Warriors game, he yelled, Hey, Kerr, can you take Curry out? <laughs> Steph Curry scored 45 points in 30 minutes versus the uh, the Clippers. So Curry didn't listen is what you're saying. He didn't play in the fourth quarter, but that didn't okay. help the Clippers. Well, so he, Clipper Daryl got his way a little bit. Uh, Ty Lue was asked about Derrick Rose returning to the lineup and mm -hmm. how he's going to be taking minutes from Dwayne Wade. And Lou said, you know, he was asked if this was going to be a problem for Wade. He's like, you know, Wade's like 50, so <laughs> he'd probably be happy to, to have some rest and keep him, keep him fresh for the playoffs. Uh, love it. Uh, but the winner this week was from a fan on Reddit who posted a picture of a chihuahua taking a dump on the Milwaukee Bucks center court logo. I know you can't see this picture on the podcast, but it's a funny one, I assure you. I think it's symptomatic of the wave of Bucks fans I've seen on NBA Reddit and Twitter calling for the firing of Jason Kidd. Ooh. Have, you seen, have you seen this? No. This past week, when reporters asked Kidd about an upcoming game against the Raptors and Jonas Valanciunas, the reporter said, You've had struggles against big centers this season. What can you guys work on when doing when Valanchunas and other physical centers start dominating the game. Yeah. Jason Kidd replied, well, hope the other team takes them out. That's about all you can do. Oh. I think this was uh, Kidd kidding, if you will. I, uh, will. I don't watch enough Bucks games to really know what's going on here, but I have seen that, uh, that they're all calling for his head with his coaching malfunctions, lineups, and quotes that, if that was interpreted as a serious quote, I could see uh, a lot of uncertainty around the uh, the credibility of Jason Kidd. On the next episode of Brick House, we'll reveal the shocking revelation that Draymond Green doesn't like the refs 
and thinks he's getting too many technical fouls this season. This, that's weird. The fed-up Green even proposed that the NBA should start fresh at the officiating position. He just said that this week. Fire them all and start over? He said, quote, They can get a new crop of officials, a whole new crop. Too many personal things going on. Too much me against you. It just don't work that way. We'll have lessons for Draymond from Dale Carnegie's 80-year-old book <laughs> next week as well. Just a guess. Uh, suggesting all NBA refs should be fired is not going to th- make things easier for Draymond Green. That's how to uh, alienate people, not win people, right? Exactly. Yeah. That and much more on our next episode of Brick House. <laughs> Thank you.